Hola amigos. Welcome to the A Little Gray and A Lot of Grays podcast. This is your host, Ari. In the last six years, my husband and I have built a million dollar business from our kitchen table and using social media. Alongside having two babies, you can only imagine all the value that we want to give you guys. So in this podcast, you'll hear from business to how to elevate yourself and become 1% better every single day. Even some teachings that I've learned being a mother and some social media tactics that nobody will share with you. So whether it's a conversation with myself or some homies that I get to interview, I hope you enjoy the podcast and let's get into the show. Welcome back, everybody. I am super excited. I've been waiting to connect with this wonderful woman. I was just talking to her and I was like, look, it's like I'm going to your house when you're not home and we miss each other. It's like literally she may just be pulling out and I might be just coming in and we like literally miss each other. The minute that we actually meet was for like three minutes and I've been kind of Instagram stalking her. But I know that some of you guys um, know about our healing journey with our son, Aviel. And you may have seen that we were at the end of last year, which is 2019, we were totally obsessed with going to sound bath meditation. And I even made a joke that I was like, I think I just need to either live here or work here. Um, we we're going to this uh, local spot here in San Diego called Sephron and Sage. And I'm just so inspired. I've done a little bit of research online and i've just read a few interviews and we actually have the founder here i'm so excited i'm not only am i excited i just i'm so grateful just to have you here having your energy and your presence and your story because i really feel like you can open up and you have been unlocking a lot of doors for people that don't even know that there's another way to healing ourselves besides the other stuff where I'm not even going to go there. So please introduce yourself, tell them who you are and grace them with your presence. Oh, thanks Ari. Hey guys, I'm Kristen Smith. I'm the founder and CEO of Saffron and Sage. We are a holistic health club located um, in Little Italy in downtown San Diego. And um, as Ari referenced, uh, our space is really centered around curating multi-sensory healing experiences uh, to help you regain and, and maintain your well-being. And so we have a, a team of about 30 practitioners on staff that work, um, work together to customize your treatment plan and help uh, companion you through um, whether it be uh, you know, something like uh, thyroid condition, cancer, uh, digestive disorders, it really ranges. You know, we have clients that have been wrestling um, with depression and anxiety for years with no avail um, to all sorts of, uh, you know, mystery diseases that we've been wrestling with, right? And so, uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, a beautiful uh, process as Saffron and Sage has grown out of my wellness journey and really the construction of this this organism has really come out of uh, designing and creating what I needed when I went through my healing crisis. So I'm super excited um, to sit down and chat with you today. And this is the first podcast I've got to do from my living room. So I'm really excited. This is kind of fun. <laughs> 
So fun. All right. So let's go back to the story. Um, can we go back to, I know sometimes we don't like to go back to the past, but for this, I think that you created something so beautiful from what had happened to you. So can you just tell us what inspired you from your own story to open up a safe place where we can also do our internal work? Yeah. So, so I, I come from the business world. So Saffron and Sage is my fourth company and I was at the height of my career um, back in, I don't know, what was that? 2005, 2006. Um, and it was really in those years where um, I had achieved all my financial goals at such a young age and was um, dedicating myself to a lot of nonprofit work. I was doing consulting with nonprofits and new ventures around community organizing and businesses mission and leadership development, all sorts of fun stuff. And um, really starting to explore um, the, my interior world and really looking at, well, now what, right? And so now that I was focused on contribution through my strengths and my experiences, I was really uh, starting to explore some of the trauma that I experienced in my early childhood, as well as uh, looking at different um, emotional barriers that I kept butting up against, right? And so it was during that time when I was exposed to psychotherapy and spiritual direction. And uh, I started to explore some of the ancient spiritual disciplines like solitude, silence, retreat, fasting, meditation, prayer. And during those times, I, I had really um, moved into studying a lot of, um, you know, the, the desert mothers and fathers and all of these really ancient practices. And that really provided me this foundation for, for, you know, I don't even know if it was a foundation as much as it was like walking through the looking glass. <laughs> it was like I had emerged on it in an entirely new space. And, and that transition happened right before um, the crash in 2008, um, which only amplified and magnified um, that time of, you know, really entering into what I call the land of liminality. Um, everything I held to be true, my strong foundation, my identity as being successful, um, being financially stable, everything was um, really uh, deconstructed overnight, as I know a lot of people experienced. And, uh, and, and through no fault of my own, right? We were all victims to this, this breakdown of our global economy. And I really, it was my first personal experience with loss. Um, it was flung me into a state of despair. I worked 10 times harder than I did before just for us to survive, depleted almost all of my assets. And really it was, uh, again, my first experience with suffering. And so that really catapulted this spiritual journey uh, of really understanding whether we lose um, an individual to, to death or whether we're losing an aspect of ourselves, um, financial security, relational security, all of those things, um, everything was being dismantled in my life. And it was the most excruciating um, mental, emotional experience that I had ever encountered. And it went on for years, right? And so from 2008 all the way until I think things didn't start 
really starting to kind of recover for us until about 2011. And by that time, I felt like I'd just been washed upon a beach, like after a shipwreck. I'm like, I need to crawl in a hole <laughs> and just lay down and die. I was so exhausted, so fatigued. And I remember reading, I'm like, am I depressed? Like, I've always been a very like positive, upbeat person, but I'm like, I'm just in a weird space. I'm like, what's going on? And I remember coming across a book from a spiritual director um, and, oh, I'm going to have to find the book to tell you guys the name of it. But I remember reading this list of all of these, you know, symptoms and every single one, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And she's like, if you're answering yes to any of these, <laughs> or in my case, all of these, you're experiencing burnout. And I was like, oh my God, that's it, right? And now burnout, we talk about all day, every day, right? Now it's very commonplace, but this was, you know, what, 10 years ago or whatever. And it was just starting to surface, right? And so I'm like, that is it. And so um, it was really at that time where I started, you know, sitting with my community, my spiritual director and, you know, my um, other advisors and said, you know, what do I do? Like, I'm pretty much at ground zero, you know, what, what do I need to do? And, um, I know at that time I was like, I need to start building again, financially reinvesting and building the company back up. And the consensus was kind of the same. No, you don't need to work more. You actually need to do the opposite. You need to rest. And so it was really for my community around me. They're like, why don't you take a sabbatical? I'm like, a sabbatical? <laughs> I was like, I don't have any money. I can't take a sabbatical. And they're like, we're going to pay for you. We're going to financially support you. You're going to take six months off. And my spiritual director helped me design my sabbatical around exactly what I needed, what I could and couldn't do. And ironically enough, it, it was, you know, about reading and resting. And I wasn't allowed to do anything that ticked my box as far as work. And having started working when I was in high school, this was the first time in my life where I didn't have anything to do. And so, um, so I moved uh, to Mexico and I always tell people I moved to Tijuana, not Tulum. So I wasn't sitting on a pristine beach with, <laughs> with my coconut water at an amazing resort. I was in the hood in one of the, actually, I think Tijuana at that time was, um, at the top of the list for one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Um, so it's right after all the turf wars were going on with the cartels. And people are like, what the hell are you doing? And I done, <laughs> I did some consulting down in um, Tijuana. So I had some contacts there and um, yeah, moved down. And the whole goal was for me to spend six months resting and recalibrating. And I tell you what, that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I would always, um, I, and actually I think I had four job offers from some of the other organizations that I work with in the first week. And I was like, no, I have to hold this boundary. Like I'm here to do this. And so told all of them, I would check back in in six months, but, um, yeah, it was incredibly difficult. You know, when I first arrived, it was just exhaustion. My adrenals were so depleted. I was sleeping a lot and, it was just, it was very beautiful, but very hard. And a couple months in, I was um, spending time, good, good friends of mine owned a restaurant down the street from my house. And so I'd go down and practice my Spanish and help wait tables and um, help in the kitchen and do some fun stuff. And I was talking to my, my Mexican mother and I think I was coughing or something. And she goes, Christina, there's, there's something in your throat. And I'm like, no, no, like I just, you know, 
it's a little cold out. I think I'm getting a, a cold. And she goes, no, 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 no. I see something in your throat. You need to go to the doctor. And if you know anything about Mexican mothers, <laughs> you don't argue with them, right? right? So I was like, okay, let me just, you know, instead of continuing to get a lecture, let me pay the $2 copay that it is to go see the doctor down the street. So I got my car, went down. And literally, I think it was like four o'clock and he's like closing up shop as I'm coming in and, and he's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, she's convinced that, you know, I've got something in my throat. He goes, well, let me just take a look real quick. So I go in and he gives me a physical exam and he goes, she's right. There's something there. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you need to leave right now. You're going to go get an ultrasound. I'm going to wait for you to come back and you're going to bring the results. And at that point, I'm like, on high alert, right? So I leave, go get an ultrasound. And only in Mexico can you go get an ultrasound. They're going to give you the results right then and there, right? Yeah. And so uh, go get an ultrasound. And um, she was right. There was something in my throat. In fact, there were four tumors rapidly growing in my neck and my thyroid. And I was in my mid-20s and had never had any health issues. And I thought, holy shit, I'm going to die. Um, and so I went back to him with the results and, you know, he's like, we have to have a biopsy. We have to get all this blood work done. And, and that was the beginning. And I remember going to get this biopsy. I mean, this needle looked so long and it was just crazy. And so turns out that the tumors were benign, but everyone was freaked out that, that we, it was just because we caught it soon and that they would turn cancerous, you know, they're sounding all the alarms. And so, you know, I went and got a second opinion, third opinion, fourth opinion, both in, in, in the States and in Mexico. And um, the consensus was the same. We have no idea what the root cause is, but you need to have surgery immediately. And as a result, we're going to have to remove part or all of your thyroid, and you're going to be dependent on pharmaceutical drugs for the rest of your life. And I thought, oh, I'm in trouble. I can't take a supplement for 30 days straight, let alone a life-saving drug. I was like... And just the thought of that surgery. And so um, I thought, you know what? I, I really need to take my time and do some research and really figure this out for myself. And so I started reading and researching. And that's when I stumbled upon traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, integrative and functional medicine. And from there, I started pulling together my own um, multidisciplinary team of practitioners. I had um, an amazing medical doctor who was also a homeopathic doctor in Tijuana, credible naturopathic doctor that I found here in San Diego, um, amazing integrative medicine doctor that was at UCLA for a number of years before she went private practice, and, and she had um, studied traditional Chinese medicine. And so these practitioners had led me to other ones and ended up assembling this team, including my psychotherapist, my spiritual director that I'd still been working with, and then um, with that my MD in LA and referred me to her traditional Chinese medicine doctor who started incorporating acupuncture and herbs. Um, my naturopathic doctor had me on tinctures and other herbs. Uh, I was seeing a nutritionist as well as a colon hydrotherapist. I started doing yoga and breath work and all the things that we offer at Safford and Sage. That's everything that I did in order to get better and really the foundation, with the exception of chiropractic care, um, that was a big part of my journey as well, but we have been searching and searching for the right chiropractor. So that's the only reason we don't offer that at Saffron, but because uh, we take very seriously um, bringing on the best practitioners. So um, it was really this 12-month this journey to find all these practitioners, pull them all together, 
And at the end of the 12 months, I was the one synthesizing all of their diagnoses and all of their treatment plans because none of them were in communication. None of them were under the same roof. And I thought, holy crap, I'm still rolling the dice because I'm the one having to discern what, what we're going to incorporate, you know, what I can afford to do, what steps, um, and really aggregate all this, um, all this data. And so I did. And, you know, a few months in the tumor stopped growing, started shrinking. I started to get color back into my skin. I mean, I was so sick. I used to get, um, what's it called? I always forget the name of this, but like when you're so nutritionally deficient, you get these like slits in your mouth. I mean, I look like a horror show. It was crazy. It was so, so frail, so pale, um, no energy. And, um, it was just an awful, awful time. And, uh, really started to, to put myself back together. You know, I'd have to do this extreme dietary regimen, journaling, really processing all the emotional components, right? Because so much of, and, and for me, you know, tumors, the throat chakra, right? Like when we look at the energetic and spiritual components, it's all about suppressing your true identity, not expressing, not living in alignment with your truth, with your true self. And, and that's hard, right? That's hard to, um, to transition um, and embrace when, when you feel like shit, really, you know what I mean? To, to do your deep work in that process. But I knew from the research how much, how important doing that emotional unearthing was to my healing journey. And so all that to say my, my six month sabbatical in Mexico turned into a six year stay in Mexico, um, where I was getting the best medical treatment um, as well as traveling into the States and getting incredible treatment. It was really when the seed of saffron and sage started to grow. And I thought to myself, why, why aren't all these people under one roof? Why aren't they all talking to one another so that they can make it really, really simple, really, really digestible. And then I can just get everything that I need without all the hassle because the stress of driving to LA and, you know, paying all the cart prices everywhere you go, um, it was, and then on top of it, everything they recommend, you have to go somewhere else and then do more research. And I'm like, we just need to take out all of the complexity and make it really, really simple because it's hard enough to do your work. And when you have all that other running around and coordination, it's too much. And that's why we stay stuck. Right. Um, and so really this, you know, our model at Saffron and Sage is, is, is designed membership-based, one, so that you have affordable access to holistic healthcare, two, so that you're rewarded because there's a lot that we need to do, right? Um, and so incorporating the classes so that we can understand the practices, but also have that community aspect because unless you're journeying with someone else, you're not going to make it. It's, it's, it's too much work. It's too overwhelming. You need to have someone else who resonates, even if their trauma and their experiences are different than yours. You need to have that that um, camaraderie in that community. And, you know, with our practitioners, we're selecting practitioners that not only have the educational background and the experience, but the maturity and the wisdom. I, I mean, we're not talking about bedside matter. We're talking about holding sacred space. When you get a diagnosis that you're in your early 30s and you have stage four cancer, right, which a handful of our, our members have had, right, you need to be in a very safe um, comfortable, hospitable environment. And that's why we put so much effort into our 
design and you know, even the attire and presentation of our practitioners, we want you to be in a spa-like environment. We want you to feel like you're in a monastery, you're in a sacred, sacred space. And, and design and beauty matters. It contributes to our healing journey. It expedites it. It enhances it. And, uh, and, and really, yeah, it's that safe backdrop, that container for being able to um, do your deep work and have difficult conversations with yourself, um, with the divine, right? And so now I'm rambling. That was like probably the longest answer of any of your guests. So I'll stop talking now. <laughs> it's perfect. It's so perfect. You gave people who don't know, who've never stepped into a place like this. It, it You just painted the whole picture and it makes so much sense why it feels the way it feels when you first step in there and you, you can like literally the there, I mean, there's always somebody at the front desk, but like, no, if there was nobody there, I would feel welcomed. Like the energy is so powerful. As soon as I'm, as soon as I'm taking the steps and I read the words, the trust, the, what is it? Uh, trust in new beginnings. Yes. As soon as like, literally even the building itself is just beautiful. Um, and so to give people, um, insight on what, what you guys, I was gonna say, we, I totally work there. <laughs> what we offer. Well, what but that speaks to really how our members feel. They do feel at home. And you know, one of our core values is hospitality and others community. And most of our members like you guys walk in the front door, go grab your cup, you know, because you are at home and it, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that. So what, uh, what is offered there? I know when Abdul and I first started going there, um, well, let me back up. This is, this is how, this is how powerful it is to be in alignment with, with just like your own energy and your own power that uh, last year, uh, we focus so much on healing Aviel, our son, with like supplements and like uh, nutrition and all of this stuff. And then we realized that we were giving so much of that of our power to the supplements and to the food and all that stuff. And we didn't really realize that we were actually holding a lot of the power within ourselves. If we could just quiet our freaking mind or quiet ourselves and um and really get in touch with like our inner guidance and heal our inner child and just be in a space to to of receivership receivership so um when some, somebody has sent me a message from saffron and sage on instagram and i went in and i connected and i was like dude i can't like this is legit what I've been asking for. So then I came home, I told my husband, yo, you need to go. And I think I sent him, I think I just sent him off to, 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 to do a, I can't remember if it was sound bath, but he went by himself. So he came back. He's like, okay. Oh no, he went for a massage and he, but, um, because he has a little, something's going on with his knee and it's been, this is a story of his whole entire life, his knee, his knee, his knee. So we've been going to get massages for a while and then he was doing acupuncture. So I sent him off to go get a massage at Saffron and Sage. And I already knew what it was going to happen. I already knew the energy of our body and like, it's actually not your knee. It's a lot of other stuff. So when he, when he came back, he's like, yo, this is the place. Like, it's so crazy because she was telling me 
um, that it has nothing to do with my knee. And they just had a really good, deep, powerful conversation. And he's like, I signed this up. I'm like, okay, cool, perfect. <laughs> um, and from that, that day, we were like, okay, let's commit. And we started going to sound bath um, meditation on every single Sunday. We were, I mean, we haven't gone for minutes because we haven't had anybody watch the kids, but we, we were committed to at least going once a week. Cause that was our, that was our place. It was like a Sunday night. It was nice to just quiet ourselves. Um, and then we started understanding how powerful it was to get out of the world and into ourselves. And, you know, that we've gone for Reiki work, Abdul goes for um, acupuncture, uh, we, we've done um, uh, yoga nidra, like, I'm like, look, I know where the bathroom is, I know where my tea is, I know where I gotta go, and it's so powerful, but um, can you just give um, maybe insight on why we, we offer, I'm just gonna say we, we offer all of these things, all these components that really just um have a beautiful way of merging themselves so that we can heal so i know like there's so many things that are offered there and i know now you even have doctors on staff right which is so powerful so let's go into that okay so here's what i want to say early in my journey when i was reading and researching i stumbled upon and i don't even know how i found his work um dr bruce lipton i think i'm saying his name right i always butcher his yep name. um one of my favorite books of his is The Biology of Belief. So if you haven't read it, I encourage everyone to read it. But our philosophy at Saffron and Sage is really shaped on his groundbreaking research that he did in epigenetics when he was at, I think it was at Stanford. And um, he, you know, the, the big golden nugget, I'll, spoiler alert, um, in The Biology of Belief is that um, any sort of disease and illness that manifests in the, in the brain or the body, you know, mentally, emotionally, um, comes from one of three sources, toxins, thoughts, or trauma. Mm -hmm. And that just set off so many bells for me when I read that and it made so much sense. And I think we've made so much, um, progress in the world of wellness or, or, you know, the, the word that I phrase for saffron and sage work we do is holistic healthcare, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we've, we've made so much progress in connecting the mind body, but we're, but most are still missing the spirit. And I know that's a sensitive subject, right? Are we talking religion? What do you mean? Mm -hmm. um, but we absolutely connect the spirit and we have no problem diving deep into that philosophy. Uh, but the, the way that we connect those is we tie, um, the physical work to the, the toxins, right? Uh, looking at whether that be, um, heavy metal toxicity, you know, we have a lot of people that have come in exposure to mold, like any sort of, um, you look at all the endocrine disruptors that are in our makeup products, our beauty products, those are toxins, right? And so uh, we really wanna look at where are their toxins present in, 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 your, in your being, right? And that could be toxic relationships too. So we really look at all those. And then the thoughts we tie to the mental emotional body, right? What are the false beliefs? What are the limiting beliefs that you hold to be true? Those rose-colored glasses uh, that that we um, that really is about um, our perception of ourselves mm -hmm. in the world around us, right? And so it's not a whole. It, it's not the uh, think and get rich stuff or mm -hmm. the um, what's the phrase? Uh, 
uh, like sink it and it becomes into being like, it's not, there's a phrase for that, but you know what I mean? It's not yeah. that, that, but, um, and then the other component is the trauma, which we tie to the spiritual. And you know what, when we first opened, I honestly, I thought a bunch of rich housewives were going to walk in and be like, Oh my God, this is the bougiest place in town. And they didn't. And thank God, because it really, this is why we chose to open our first flagship location in San Diego, because I felt the authenticity of the community to truly understand our philosophy. And they did. And this has been true since day one of the individuals that first walked in sexual abuse, physical abuse, ancestral abuse. I mean, you name it the and i joke that we we energetically cleanse our space more than we physically cleanse our space and it's not because it's physically dirty but because the emotional spiritual debris that is being released in this space is so much and i remember um our concierges when i would do our consultations in 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 our um front room you know it that that the entry with that door goes into the boutique and i'd come out and they would be like what just happened in there? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, we could feel the intense energy coming out. And, you know, clients would be sharing all of these things, you know, and I'm thinking one of, one of our members in particular, she's been a founding member. She shared her story a number of times. She just sent me an excerpt from her book. And when she come in, when she had first come in, she had been on pharmaceutical drugs since she was young. She had been doing, um, you know, been in psychiatric facilities, um, had been in, you know, inpatient facilities within the, within the year, you know, when she was first coming in to no avail. And we sat down and we're, we're looking at these physical traumas, these spiritual traumas that she's had, and then looking at the symptoms that have resulted, right? Like the anxiety, the, the fear, the, you know, all of these different things, and then putting together a specific treatment protocol for her. And you would never know if you met this woman today. I mean, I, I wish I could have captured her energy then and now. The transformation that's occurred has been tremendous. And, and so I think that, that really is the foundation for the treatments and the therapies that we offer. And, uh, you know, and we're centered around, um, you know, really bridging science and spirituality. And I think this is the beautiful thing. You have this this sacredness to what we do because we're so rooted in traditional cultures uh, like, um, you know, um, India, China, um, you know, Native American uh, practices and, and notions, um, but really looking at the evidence-based research as well, right? And it's in that tension because now our science is so sophisticated that it's explaining these spiritual practices. It's explaining these ancient rituals that were done for so long and understanding their effects, right? And uh, so it's really, really beautiful. And so that's that's the tension that we like to hold. And it's really what supports the fact that we offer energy therapy, acupuncture, fire cupping, psychotherapy. I mean, I don't know any other place where you sit psychotherapy next to energy therapy, where integrative medicine doctors sit next to yoga instructors, right? And, and it's, bringing all of these different modalities, all of the different wisdoms um, from these different traditions together in a seamless space. Because when 
when my breathwork instructor looks through one lens about my breathing patterns, when our personal trainer looks at the structure of my body, right? When the, when, you know, our medical doctor examines through all these people really provide a complete assessment, then we see all of the components, right? We understand my narrative, right? What, what experiences as I've had and now what symptoms are manifesting. And I think that's probably the most challenging thing for most individuals and why um, I say as much as we're focusing on preventative and integrative work, we're doing a lot more integrative work than we are preventative work because it's really hard for us in our modern societies to stop and, and intervene before tumors have manifested, before we have a cancer diagnosis. And, and that's really um, why we spend a lot of time doing education on social media and through our blogs and, and through our events because we want to start instead of pulling the dead fish out of the river, we want to see what's contributing them coming downstream, right? And so, um, yeah, I mean, our, our classes in this is why we do, um, you know, one, we're centered around bio-individuality, right? Mm -hmm. um, even though you and I might have a similar diagnosis or similar symptoms, our story or experiences are completely different. And so your treatment protocol is going to look different than mine, right? And um, it, it's why we need a blend. Um, that's why our memberships for every service that you do, we want you doing four classes. And those classes could be yoga, could be breath work, could be stretch therapy, could be nidra meditation. Um, it depends on what you need. And, and now with our newly launched holistic healthcare plan, which you were referencing, oh my gosh, this has been years in the making of really preparing and um, designing this holistic healthcare plan and now um, it's a six-part health plan that gives you 12, month of, 12 months of coverage, which is really primary care and integrative medicine. Having a love child is what our holistic health care plan is. And um, we're really blending Eastern and Western medicine. Um, we're providing deep diagnostics. And I can't wait for you guys to see um, more of what this looks like. I mean, now you can download our e-brochure online. If you go to our website, you can look at everything that's included. Um, but it's incredibly revolutionary. And I think in a world of high tech and everyone's looking at all the new sound machines and all the new diagnostic tools, I'm really not into all the bells and whistles. I'm, I'm really old school. And so... We, you know, our, we had um, um, one of our new members come in the other day. She's like, holy crap. I've now had, because there's six appointments, um, one, two, um, two um, appointments where we do deep dives into um, your assessment and evaluation. And she said, I had two entire hours with both of my doctors at Saffron Sage. Two whole hours that they spent with me. And she was like, couldn't believe it that alone and and it's been such a encouragement because um when we rolled out we only rolled out 25 appointments in january when we launched and um almost all of those were um those members were in the healthcare profession physicians assistants nurses and it's just been so encouraging and obviously being employees of a lot of these amazing health systems oh. they have access to you know incredible care and you know our question is well why are you coming here and they're like there's nowhere that you can get this sort of care and so it's a huge compliment um to to all the hard work we've been putting in and we're 
we're still experimenting. You know, I always tell people we're throwing shit on the walls and seeing what sticks. It's always about innovation yeah. and creating and, and we're really pressing the limits to see how do we really journey with you and, and companion you in a way that we can help um, intervene and, um, and, and see you move to the other side because it's about convergence. And I think that's the, the thing that's missing is that when we get all these, um, you know, diagnoses, we're like, oh my God, I have cancer. I have IBS. I have, you know, Crohn's disease or Lyme's or whatever. But part of that is part of your story and part of your journey. And we're looking for the intersection of your suffering and, and you know, your passion, your purpose, your strengths, all of these things intersect. And I think that's, um, we want to help people move towards that convergence because that's how your impact in the world, when we really embrace your story and embrace your healing journey, contributes to your impact. Yep. Uh, and it's proportionate to us doing our deep work in, in my opinion. That's so cool. I, I do believe that when Avi wasn't speaking, when all the other little kids were speaking, that's the first thing I asked myself. It wasn't what's wrong, like what's going what's wrong with me, what's wrong with him was what is this calling of me? Yes. What and and that I think that was just the beginning of like, okay, I get to really dig in and get, get deep with myself, not with him. Cause he's still a baby. And I, I, like, I usually always say is that kids express what we suppress. And I was like, okay, what is he, what is he, what is he telling me? What, what, where do I, where do I need to grow? What do I need to heal? Where do I need to um, step in or speak my truth or live my purpose? Why am I not living my purpose? So I'm so grateful that you have an actual space because this, this stuff is hard. This kind of stuff and digging deep is really hard. And I, for me, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what I didn't, you know, I didn't have somebody to hold my hand and like help me break the walls and ask me the hard questions. Um, but one thing that I did know was that I get to be silent with myself. And that's where a lot of, um, our healing has now stemmed from. It was just within ourselves. And now, you know, our son is doing so awesome. It's, and I truly believe that it's just an indirect response of how Abdul and I have been operating and healing. And it's really, really special. And now for people to have a, a place to go and have the specific, like, like, a, like a path to walk and not to, um, take away people's power but to unlock their power like i'm like look sister friend like we're gonna walk this journey together and i'm just gonna help you take one step so that you understand what this is calling of you and i'm so grateful that there's a, a place like this in san diego and um so i have a question so for for people who are not in san diego what would you uh what would be like a a step one like what would be I don't know, I'm pretty sure that there's so many people out there with like how much trauma that subconsciously gets stored in our brain. What would be one of the, um, the steps for them if they can't step into Saffron and Sage? Yeah, so I would say follow us on social. Absolutely um, follow us on Instagram. We're constantly posting um, educational um, and inspirational uh, material there sign up for our newsletter. Um, you're, you're getting access to 
all the curated content that our practitioners have put together. Um, so start by, by gathering uh, some of those pieces. And then um, I, I'll have to relook again, but I'm pretty sure almost half of our services are available through, um, through Zoom. We can do them, um, you know, through telecommunication. And uh, so whether that's coaching, whether it's, you know, again, we like to be in person, that's our preference. But if you are in a space where you don't have access to holistic healthcare, um, absolutely reach out. Um, as you know, we offer complimentary consultation to all new clients, um, and it's an entire hour that we do for free, and that's really the foundation of how Saffron and Sage got started. I was doing consultations in my living room because everyone's like, what do I do now that, you know, they saw the effects of me? And I'm like, hell if I know. I've been reading and researching for myself and, you know, seeing all these practitioners, but um, I really believed in paying it forward and passing on the practitioners I was working with, the products I was using, the practices I was incorporating. And so um, I would love to sit down with you. That's one of my favorite things that I get to do um, each day. And so book a consultation. And then uh, I would say uh, read, just read as much as you can, uh, you know, start uh, you know, immersing yourself in this philosophy of holistic healthcare and start with the biology belief. I really think that's mm -hmm. a, it's a phenomenal text to understand the science of healing. Uh, and, and I think that's a beautiful, beautiful place to start. Okay. Awesome. And last question, actually second to last, um, what, I know that you got a lot of stuff happening. So I'm assuming that you just get to ramp up your, the way that you take care of yourself now. Um, but what does your day look like? <laughs> well, this is an exciting question to answer being in now in our second month of, of 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will tell you what my day looks like now is not what it looked like the first two years of starting this company. And I have like fought tooth and nail to really find that balance uh, because I've had to make such a large investment emotionally and mentally into getting Saffron and Sage started. Uh, and since, yeah, and so now I would say my day starts with me waking up. I wake up at six every day. I take Harper, my baby, our resident therapy prop, um, out for a walk every morning. And then um, I come back and I do journaling, reflection, I'll often pull a card from one of our decks that we carry in the boutique and um, start my morning slow. I'll drink my herbal formula, take my flower essences, have a bite to eat, and then I'm headed into um, Saffron and Sage. And so like today I'm meeting with all of our concierges, our concierges uh, really are, they're assigned to eat, each concierge is assigned to a different member, a different client, helping them navigate next steps, making recommendations on products and services, helping them book all these different things. So we're, we're doing a deep dive today um, into what's on our calendar for the next 90 days and, and just um, going over uh, clients and how to help them. And so different meetings, uh, consultations, uh, meeting with brand partners, doing fun uh, interviews like this. I do a lot of reading. Um, I read a lot of books and do a lot of research. And then uh, I'm either doing a session a couple times a week. So I did personal training with Tiffany yesterday. 
Um, I'm doing acupuncture, energy therapy, all the things that I encourage you guys to do, I'm doing as well. And, um, and then I'm normally in a class in the evening. So whether that's yoga and breath work or, uh, something of that nature and, uh, yeah, come home and I guess I eat lunch somewhere in there, but (laughs) yeah. Um, and then, yeah, my evenings again, taking Harper for a walk. I'm pretty routine during the week. So um, kind of like Groundhog Day every day, just the, the different meetings and appointments and back in work look a little different. But And last question, where can people find you? Maybe they're going to send you DMs. So where can, what's the Stepfather Sage Instagram and where can they find more information? Yes. So you can find us at, at Saffron and Sage US. You can also um, find us um, at, at Saffron and Sage Skin. Um, that's our newly launched holistic skincare line. I love it. I have to interrupt you because let me just tell you, in December, I walked in and my skin was drier than, I don't even know what to say, but it was dry as heck. And I have the most sensitive skin. I can't use like any cute stuff or like, I probably, maybe that was actually a sign that I shouldn't be using any cute stuff, <laughs> but I can't use any of that. So I got the, um, the starter kit, the 20 collection. Yeah. My husband was like, what? you got to keep using them. Like, I know. Cause it, it's so, it's so perfect. So pure. It's so gentle. It feels so good. And I, I didn't even do a call. I know we're supposed to do consultation for like skin that I'm like, I'm just going to get it. I have no time to talk to, but I already trust you. Look, listen, I'm here like twice in a day. So anyway, I just had to say, okay. Oh, I'm glad you love it. No, that's our homage to Ridding away with symptom-based skincare, giving you something simple, reliable, mm. that actually works. Everyone mm. is like, oh my God, it actually works. Whether it's, you know, um, eczema, rosacea, dark spots, smoothing out scarring. I have residual scarring from having cystic acne. And my skin, like, it's just the most amazing thing. Dr. Parvini, um, our chief science officer, is a genius. Um, and so, yeah, come come follow us there. And uh yeah, come down and see us. We're in Little Italy and would love to have you come take a class with Ari and I and come hang out. Yay! Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your craziness. Um, I don't think it's, it's like a, it's like a graceful crazy. Um, thank you for logging on. I'm so grateful. And thank you for creating this beautiful space that I get to be a part of this community that I'm just so grateful for. I, I absolutely, I'm so, I love it. Not only do I love it, but my like, look, African American, tall ex, uh, football basketball player loves it. So that just like, I don't know, it, to give you a perspective on like what type of people are in there, it's different. We even took Aviel last time he had a little cough. I mean, like, that's right. Yeah, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. No, I think our, I love our, our secret menu, our member perks that you get to bring the babies in. And, mm-hmm. um, and I will just say this as an homage to, to, to you guys is that, you know, Saffron and Sage is a hotbed for the who's who leaders in town. Mm-hmm. And I take great pride in that because really my, well, you know, my goal is to undergird and support the life of, of our leaders who are doing incredible work in the community. And unless we can undergird and sustain our life and leadership, we can't 
continue making impacts and we can't live this beautiful life. And so this is a means to an end. Acupuncture is beautiful in and of itself. Breath work is beautiful in itself, but we're doing it for a purpose so that we can have this amazing life so that we can not be taken down by cancer, by depression and continue. And so I, I think that is just one of the coolest things. And so obviously we're like 90% women, but the, uh, the 10% of men that make up our, our, our community are so incredible. They are such gifted leaders. And it's just really beautiful to see these men paving the way and setting the stage for what it looks like to embrace masculinity mm -hmm. and what it looks like to really lead in their businesses and the community, um, in their families. It's incredible. And so my hat is off to him and, and to you guys for just um, championing the cause of, of wellness and living therapeutically and sustainably. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. This was yeah. fun. <laughs> of course.